0: The The Empathy Museum presents A Mile In My Shoes. Claire Griffiths is a wheelchair user. This is her story. I'm Claire Griffiths. I'm a former Paralympic athlete. I competed at the last five Paralympic Games for Great Britain in the women's wheelchair basketball team. I'm currently pregnant, expecting my first baby in a couple of weeks time. I grew up in Buckinghamshire and unfortunately for my parents I got addicted to seeing the horses and ponies from the local riding school going past my house every morning and evening to and from the fields. Um, so by the t- time I was about eight, I was on with my parents to learn to ride horses. Um, I went on to compete at quite a high level. I did something called mounted Games, which is kind of mad, crazy horse riding that involves jumping off horses as they gallop along, jumping back on. It's team relay races um, and had been very successful at it. And then At the age of 18, I had a horse riding accident. I was riding my pony out in um, some local woods. Uh, We were going through the woods quite fast. I thought he was going to go to the left of the tree trunk and at the last second, he changed direction and went to the right of the tree trunk. And in him changing direction, I took a a glancing blow off my head on the tree trunk, which caused me to uh, to dislocate my spine and left me paralysed from my waist. I think at the time I felt um, initially numb. I didn't, I didn't cry for a week, but I got a lovely little letter from a friend's, um, friend's daughter commenting, you know, a picture of me horse riding and I'm still the best horse rider in the world. Some, some little kid's response to a situation like that, which just made me cry and then that was it the entire day. For me, at that point, I think some of the key things was realising that I was quite fortunate everyone else who was in the high dependency unit was a neck injury not a back injury you know I hit my head on a tree trunk and I didn't break my neck I remember a few days later the consultant coming to me and almost congratulating me it's like um can I take your scans to a conference I'm going to to talk about because um we've never had anyone sever a spinal cord who wasn't shot or stabbed and I was like oh, thank you very much I'm not sure this is one of my biggest successes in life so I started playing wheelchair basketball in 1998 and by the October of 98 I went to the world championships and then every two years there's a European championships so I competed at um, European championships from 1999 Um and my final european championships were actually here in worcester um in 2015 where we we hosted the european championships prior to the rio paralympic games and in that time i think and this is where my memory is questionable but i think i won eight european bronze medals in that time um and then i went to five paralympic games so i did sydney athens beijing london and rio with sydney athens and beijing being eighth place finish each time which was really frustrating but went on to Rio with with a new look team and a new setup, and a new structure where we were based at Worcester University with a centralised training programme. And we came away um, from Rio with a fourth place finish, um, playing in our first ever medal match at Paralympic Games. Um, I think learning so much from that experience, but going out there and delivering against some adversity and things while we were there, which was good to then come away with a result like that. So I decided prior to the Rio Paralympic Games that I wasn't going to keep going um, and move on to the next phase in my life. So I'd always worked alongside um, training and competing and done a degree um, straight after school and gone into a career in management consulting and running experiential Um, events using wheelchair basketball, actually. So I had that in my pocket, which was really fortunate. So I'd already got my own business. Another part of changing lifestyle was wanting to have a family. And so as I sit here now, I'm eight and a half months pregnant. (laughs) Not my lean, um, slight self that I was for the Rio Paralympic Games um, and uh, was weighed yesterday at the hospital, which was slightly depressing. (laughs) whoa my husband said to me last night you're going to want to do exercise quite soon after having this baby aren't you yes I think I will be because it's it's interesting that there there are more challenges in being pregnant in a wheelchair one of them is the extra weight which isn't different to anyone else but when you're having to use your arms as your basically to work as your legs it has become much harder to get in and out of my car and on and off of sofas and beds and things like that in and out of my wheelchair because however long my arms are and they that my lay arms are the same length and I lift with my arms and they're in full extension and somehow my bottom is still in contact with the surface that it was on originally like, how does that work I don't understand why and of course it's because being pregnant it stretched my stomach muscles so although only a few of part of my stomach muscles worked before I just can't engage them to do that lift, so they're not part of that movement. So it makes me almost feel um, some sort of empathy for for people who are higher-level paraplegics than I am, who don't have that use all the time. So, But it's that change, isn't it? It's that change from being able to do something to quite quickly not being able to. Um, and I'm quite looking forward to being able to do it again afterwards because it will make a difference. And so... Through the challenge that we've had of renovating our house recently, our shower has got moved around and it's in not the most convenient places to use. And I'm now in a position where I can't get into it on my own. So I have to rely on my husband to help me. So it's like this negation, please can I have a shower today because I smell. And um, he's like, all oh, right, OK, yep, yeah, well, when, I, when I'm home or we can fit it in then. Um, and I sort of lean on him around his neck and still do a big part of the, the transferring myself into the shower myself but it wouldn't be safe to do it on my own at all I think I would just end up on the floor every time Um, and I can't push up a hill anymore because my belly gets in the way so at Worcester they haven't had anyone give birth who's a spinal injured patient before so it's new ground for them the consultant's face on the first appointment where you could see her she wouldn't let me leave the room without the the information on the c-section And I wouldn't read it for weeks afterwards because you don't have to have a C-section because you have a spinal injury. Um, And it's definitely challenged them. You can see them feeling a bit uncomfortable about decisions they're making. And yet they're holding a really good problem solving attitude, especially now in these last few months. I met with the anesthetist and he was really open about things like, I don't know what we should do in this scenario, but I'm going to go and find out. Um, and tapping into some of my knowledge because I know what, how my body works. So I know what my legs do um, in reflex spasms to pain, how they react to labour. I don't know. There's this interesting thing about whether whether you can push or not, because is that required? So it's always assumed. And interestingly, between the consultant and the midwife, they have a different view on what is required, so consultant very much but what are we going to do when you need to push because you have to be able to push to get the baby out and the midwife going often in a in a relaxed environment where you a know, water birth and things like that people are have often progressed quite a long way without even pushing because your body does it naturally if you're unconscious you can give birth naturally so not being able to push or not knowing if you'll be able to push um they're very confident that even if I can't giving birth naturally your body gives birth naturally and actually option one on on our birth plan is to have a water birth the baby hasn't decided whether it's going to have a water birth yet so this could completely go out the window but it makes sense to me that that's option one not because it just seems nice but my body reacts well to warm water it relaxes it it helps to stop the spasm getting too bad just day to day if I have a bath it helps relax my back it makes it feel better so why wouldn't one of my plans of pain relief be to use warm water to relax my body to help me give birth no woman really knows what labour's going to be like I don't know what labour's going to be like for a different reason because we don't know if I'm even going to know if I'm in labor um, so we've got a plan in place for that and made sure that all of that backup is there ready Um, but very excited to to soon have a new addition to our family. Claire's story was produced by Karen Greger. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile In My Shoes exhibition. The The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next. The walls are just going to...